Hey, hey, kids, we're a couple of annoyed grunt boys, and this is the 138th Simpsons Podcast. I work hard for the money, so hard for the money. Oh, I something, something money, come on, give me lots of honey. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the 138th Simpsons Podcast. I'm half a host, Steve. And I am the other half, Craig. Craig, how's it going this week? It's going great. It's a little weird. Yeah? I'm <laughs> looking at you face to face. We are in the same room. In the same room. I don't know how I feel about it. It looks like we're sharing an ice cream cone. Mm-hmm. We tried to set up uh, a nice little with both mics, but we can only get one mic to work. Yeah, and so, so... We're in close proximity. It looks like we're sharing a milkshake. Yeah. But what's great about it, Steve, is if you guys noticed before in the podcast, um, it sounds like a lot of times I'm a dick and I'm cutting Steve off. It's actually because the, the connections uh, through the Wi-Fi or whatever, it, Steve's delayed. Yeah, make no mistake, Craig so is I'm a dick. So I'm not a dick, but... <laughs> I'm not talking over Steve. No, 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 but see, let me talk. <laughs> now I know how women um, feel. Yeah. Well, cheers. Yes, yeah, this is a uh, fun. We got <laughs> this is kind of romantic. Yeah. That was our wine glass. <laughs> 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 We're like having a little date. We got yeah. nice bottle of a uh, Pinot Noir. Oh yes. So um, all right. Yeah, we're we're not uh, recording from across state borders. Right. Um, hopefully, your parole officer is not listening. Uh, my my bracelet will beep if it, <laughs> if I act up. So it's All okay. Right. So, anything cool with you this week? Uh not much. Um, I got a dresser. I'm looking at his dresser. It um, his wife built it. He was just holding the flashlight. Yep. I handed the dowels and the screwdriver. <laughs> Good job. But it's solid. It's dirty. It's great. Yeah, I have nothing to report on. Uh, nope. All right. Uh, how about any uh, Simpsons news? Uh, the only thing that comes to mind was last night um, was March 31st, and it was the episode, the new episode of The Simpsons was written by Bart mm-hmm. Simpson. Oh. Uh, Nancy Cartwright, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I did watch the episode. Now, okay. eventually we will. We'll get to it we'll eventually. We'll get to it but... eventually if the wheel deems worthy. Um, but I'll give you a quick synopsis. Um, did you ever see the movie Whiplash? Yeah. Yeah, that was it. Okay, good to know. <laughs> um, Simpsons kind of does this thing where they're always a little two years too late. Mm-hmm. But I totally understand because it's all about the animation. The production takes so long. Exactly. Go to Korea and all exactly. That. So they probably, you know, she probably wrote this episode right when uh, Whiplash came yeah. out. But, you know, even J.K. Simmons was doing the same, you know, the voice and the same character. Mm-hmm. But it was Lisa, you know, the saxophone instead of drummings. But yeah. Okay. Um, huh. There you go. That's just uh, I, I won't I won't give my review yep. because again we'll get to it. Eventually. We'll get it. We'll get there. Um, so that's about it. Uh, Steve, should we open the old mailbag? Oh, we got some mail. All right, who's it from? It's from Timothy Burleson. Of course. Should we just have a segment called Tim Talks, like yeah, TED Talks? I like it. Tim Talks. <laughs> All right. Someone make a jingle. Yes, we uh, we have no musical talent, so hopefully you do. Hey, I've played guitar for a long time. It's true. I played bass poorly. <laughs> Didn't you also play the, the mouth harp? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's musical talent. It's good that you called it by the more culturally appropriate name. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to say the other one. <laughs> nope. Um, all right. The letter reads, or Timothy writes, Ahoy hoy. Gentlemen, just a quick note on number eight, which I kept hearing as Barney, as number eight, Barney Black, Barney Burp. Yeah. From uh, when they... Yeah. Yeah. Um, where did whichever one of you guys used to KJ do that? Uh, that was me. Uh, it was, um, uh, <laughs> what am I over time? I chopsticks? Chopsticks. <laughs> you were there every night for... Yeah, I don't know. Well, alcohol, guys. <laughs> sure, sure. Things. Yeah, so I had KJ chopsticks for a good five years, maybe? 
Is it longer? I, I don't know. I just remember going to Chopsticks. Yeah. And it felt like a long time. I used to just start with doing, like, Monday nights, but then I finally became, like... Uh, Hit the majors? It was, like, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Ooh. <laughs> then I finally, like, said, no, I'm going to just stick with Wednesdays and Fridays, and doing a lot of it, uh, uh, it gets to you, man. Yeah, I can only imagine. So why are you asking about the KJ stuff? Well, <laughs> I'm sure there's a million bars in Portland with karaoke, but one of my best friends out there, KJ's at the Candlelight Lounge up on 82nd. It seems kind of fun. I'm familiar, sort of, with that. I feel like I do, or know of, some people that work there. But, again, I haven't worked there since 2006, 15, or 16. Okay, is there a big uh, KJ community? Do you guys, like, have meetings? We eat. I'm not, I can't tell you over the podcast. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, you know what, I turned in my card. It was like the Stone Covers Club, actually. Uh-huh. Um, again, it was a no-homers club, too, so there was, we had one homer. Right. Yeah. Um, no, there, there kind of was, yeah, because I'd have, like, KJs from other bars come in, and they would, you know, like, it's actually kind of annoying, to be honest. It's like, hey, you know, I KJ, too. It's like, I'm yeah. shit. <laughs> Oh, cool. Yeah, good, good for you. Yeah, the, um, the captain, who is a fun character, is still over. Which was one of my favorite cages when I was, before I was uh, KJ. Yeah, he's a man of about 50, would you say? And he looks like a... Probably older. Like, imagine like a 1920s strongman. Yeah. That's kind of what he looks like. He's a nice guy, though. Yeah. Like him. Um, other than that, uh, yeah, but I did, well, it's funny because the bar I worked at, I, just, I was at a baby shower this weekend, and one of the bartenders that I worked with was also at this baby shower. And I haven't gone to my old bar in a long time. And I'm like, hey, I'll have to come in and see you. She's like, oh, I haven't worked there since December. I'm like, oh, I guess I haven't been there that long, in a while. So I, I, I stop in maybe four times a year. That's, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Uh, Timothy continues. <clears throat> um, I really like the idea of the John Schwarzwalder podcast. I looked around, as far as I know, it hasn't been done. It's a fucking brilliant idea with the added bonus of being merely, what, a 72-episode bottle podcast? So we're, as of this recording, on episode 10, so yeah. we can totally do 72 <laughs> more episodes. Isn't, like, the original run of the original Star Trek, like, seven, 79 episodes? It'll be, like, the original Star Trek, you know? Yeah. We'll do 79 episodes. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, well, I'm not as well versed as Steve is. I haven't read the books, and I need to. Yeah. Um, right behind you. Anyway. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> um, that was great for the podcast listeners, watching me, yeah, um, hearing me turn... <laughs> Um, it's really cheap for me to suggest it, since it'd be you doing the work. But talk about a side project that would be ratings gold. A Patreon exclusive would be one way. I cannot, as you suggested, <laughs> back you with a $3,000 pledge. I'm just one man. Well, you know, 2000 is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but hey, if you start one, I am in for like a sawbuck. Well, thank you, Timothy. We appreciate that. Oh, and I pretty much, I'm pretty, was pretty much on board with your review of the episode, speaking of episode 8. Our episode 8, though I was more taken by the discontinuity of Burns and Abe not re- recognizing each other. Good point. Did it, we bring that up? I think we mentioned it, but it is really jarring that they were flying hellfish together. and It is, yeah, it is annoying that, you know, because Burns, you know, abhorred uh, Abe. Right. And now, all of a sudden, he was like, oh my god, it was, you know, him meeting his idol. Yeah. Did we talk about that? I don't know. No. I feel like you're right, yeah, that was just like, yeah. Anyway, had fond memories of Three Gays of the Condo, which we reviewed last week, and just rewatched. Not quite as good as Remember, but saved by Scott Thompson and Weird Al. I agree. Um, 
Although last week we kind of like praised it and gave it a good review, but looking back on it, you're right. It isn't as good as I thought it was. Yeah, um, but it was it was a fun episode. But you're right. It's not as maybe as memorable as we may have placed it last week. So yeah. what we're saying is we have no weight <laughs> in our reviews. No. So this week, uh, probably a different story. I think yeah. this is going to be a popular yeah. one. So so glad to hear the show just getting better every week. Hope others are getting on board. Cheers, Timothy. Well, thank you, Timothy. Really appreciate that. Really nice. All right, let's get on with the year in review. Dun, 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 dun. So the year that we're reviewing... (laughs) Let's review the entire year. It was 1999. Prince wouldn't shut up about it. (laughs) Steve, where were you in 1999? I was in high school. So was I. Different high school, though. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's it. Yeah, totally. Uh, Probably... Didn't have any financial burdens. Nope. (laughs) Probably smoked pot every now and then. Uh, Not me, I was a good kid. I uh, listened to the Ramones. I did too. Um, I was probably in a marching band thing yeah. this time. Yeah. But we will talk about. There was. I looked at our website that finds uh, the. Um, on this the day. weird British website that has. <laughs> yeah. Relevancy uh, to us absolutely zero. Nothing happened. Okay. I'm sure something happened, but nothing happened. Yeah. But movie wise, the box office result for the October 24th. Or 22nd, 24th weekend of 1999. Oh. Coming at number one. Dun, dun, dun. Was The Best Man. The Best Man. What is The Best Man? I don't know, and I could have looked it up. Steve, look it up. The Best Man. All right. Look it up, Steve. Look it up. Dun, dun. Look it up, Steve. Look it up. This is fun. We're actually doing yeah. it live. And not have to worry about... Uh, I feel like Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was with uh, Tim Meadows, wasn't it? Written and directed by Malcolm Dealey. It was... Oh, it's produced... Oh, Malcolm D. Le- Spike Lee. Spike Lee. Yeah. Why did I think Tim... Me- oh, I was thinking Ladies' Man. Yeah. All right. Uh, 1999 romantic comedy drama film written directed by Spike Lee, produced by 40 Acres and a Mule, with... Oh, he produced it. Spike Lee produced it. Okay. Uh, the film stars Tay Diggs and Nia Long, and then there's also The Best Man Holiday. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it's weird I brought up... Um... Tim Meadows, because maybe later in the episode I'll bring up Tim Meadows again. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I know where you're going teaser. with that. Um, so this movie made a whopping $9 million. What, what day did it, was it released, it said? Um, it was released. Oh, it should say right there. Yeah. That was the number one movie of the week. I think it was the first. Released on October 22nd, 1999. Okay, so that was the first week. But it actually made its money because the budget was $9 million, so it made a little over $9 million, so <laughs> it made its budget back. Yeah. Uh, number two is Double Jeopardy, um, which Stop. Alex Richard is going through right now. Oh, oh no. Please <laughs> no. don't leave us, Alex. Yeah. I love you. Number three was Fight Club. Heard of it. Uh-huh. Number four, Bringing Out the Dead. Don't know that one. Number five, Story of Us. Mm-hmm. Number six, American Beauty. That movie. Is The Story it. of Us a, a making of, of the Jordan Peele movie? Yes, it was. It, it was they, about... they, they were 20 years ahead of yeah. the time. Yeah. And number seven was also a prequel to Batman, just called Bats. Oh. Yeah. It was just the bats that scared Bruce Wayne. Right. Yeah. So it was like the raising of the bat. I, I'm assuming that's what yeah. the movie was about. Um, three to Tango, which was... Uh, Matthew Perry? I think so. Oh. And maybe Billy Bob Thornton? I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. Number nine, I actually do love this movie, Three Kings. I think, did we see that in the theater? Probably, the yeah. It's yeah. Spike Jones. Spike Jones. No, no, he was in the movie. He didn't yeah, that's right. Though. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's the only person that spoilers. Gets killed. Yeah. <laughs> Great movie. Uh, number 10, uh, Sixth Sense. Bruce Willis was dead. Sorry, I spoiled it. Oh, it's been 20 years and I still haven't <laughs> seen it, so. <laughs> well, Steve, what were we listening to in 1999? 1999. Uh, number one was No a Scrubs by T-Boz, Left Eye and Chili. Carly. Um, is that really the number one song? This is what I'm showing. 
Hmm. I got something different here. So, I think that what I do is I look at the week of... It's confusing because Sunday's a weird day. Yeah. So... Right, because you have April 24th, 1999. We're on October 24th, Steve. Oh, crap. But it's okay. Don't worry, this is a smooth transition. Luckily, I'm right here. Oh. <laughs> you don't like this song? Oh, no, it's great. Uh, this album was just... I just wish it got more airplay during the, <laughs> during the summer of 1999. There we go. Alright, All right, so that's Smooth, which is Santana featuring Rob Thomas of uh, Matchbox 20. There you go. That song was everywhere that year. Uh, you're right. <laughs> Actually, listening to it, I'm like, oh, kind of like it again, but... That makes one of us. Yeah. I said again. I hated it then. Yeah. Uh, number two was Satisfy You by Puff Daddy and featuring Robert Kelly. <laughs> uh, again, we mentioned him last week. We... <laughs> yeah, can't seem to get enough of them. Nope. Uh, Heartbreaker is number three with uh, Mariah Carey featuring Jay-Z. Next up is your favorite song of all time. Mambo number five. <laughs> and everyone There's our TLC that I wanted. There you go. <laughs> uh, Unpretty by TLC. And then number six was Music of My Heart with uh, by NSYNC and Gloria Estefan. The rhythm is going to get you. Uh, number seven was I Need to Know by Mark Anthony. Number eight is My Love is Your Love by... Whitney Houston, Rest in Paradise. Number nine, We Can't Be Friends, Deborah Cox. And number ten, Scar Tissue by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What a fun group of songs. You know, I probably hated every single song in high school. Sure because, you, like I said, you were listening, I did too. You were listening to the Ramones, I was listening to the Ramones, I was listening to Beck. Yeah. Um, I might have been going through a latent uh, ska phase. Oh, we were definitely doing the Cherry Pop and Daddy. Yeah. Yeah. Portland Zone. Portland Zone. For better or for worse. CPD. All right, I guess that's it for the music. Um, should we take a break? And yeah. then we'll talk about uh, probably one of the Rest Simpsons episodes we review, maybe? I, I would say, yeah. All right. Uh, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about guests who's coming to criticize dinner. And we're back. Welcome back, Steve. I hope you enjoyed your break. Very much so. You? Um, it was great. We talked about wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, tell us about this episode, Steve. Today, we are reviewing Guess Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner, Season 11, Episode 3. It is, was originally aired April 24th, 1999. It is Episode 229 of the show's run. Your nerd code is AAB21, written by Al Jean. Woo! Directed by Nancy Cruz. Uh, she directed the last episode we talked about, right? I do believe. I think yeah. she's actually had a fairly prolific career she with does. The Simpsons. But let's just talk about Al Jean for one second. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things, I don't know why, it's a dumb thing, but anytime I'd listen to the commentary on The Simpsons, whenever I'd hear him start, he'd go, and I'm Al Jean, and it just warms my heart. Uh, he's got, he has a voice that reminds me of someone I used to work with, and so every time <laughs> I, you worked with him too, uh, Rob, oh, at the pizza place. Yep, yep. He has the same voice as Rob. You're so I never thought time, about that, that's so funny. Every time <laughs> I hear Al Jean talk, I see Rob. Yeah. But then I, then I was like, oh, what does he look look like. I looked at Al Jean and they look totally different. Yeah, they do. <laughs> so, um, but Al Jean is like, is he, if, if Matt Groening is uh, God, who's Al Jean? <laughs> um, he's God's brother. <laughs> um, Jeb? 
Jeb God. Jeb. If you like the Rolling Stones, okay, there we go. Which I I'm perfectly okay with. Um, I would say that he's Keith Richards to Matt's uh, Mick Jagger. Oh, see, I'm more a Beatles fan. I love the okay. Stones too. Okay, so if see so the problem with that though is the Beatles, Paul and John. Yeah, which I'm more of a. Yeah, he's an attractive fella. I'm more of a George Harrison fan myself. Yeah, I'm a I'm a McCartney guy. I enjoy Wings. Um, I do too. Uh, the Buffalo Wings. Uh, very tasty. You, I saw that. You knew yeah. that was coming. I was actually going to say I enjoy Tim Daly and Stephen Weber. <laughs> oh, that makes more sense because we're a TV podcast. But it's funny because we're both wearing T-shirts right now. One Steve's wearing a podcast T-shirt, yep. and I'm wearing a TV T-shirt, which is very obscure, I think. Yeah, yours is a nice deep cut from the yeah. show Coach. Yeah, I'm wearing a. If anyone's ever seen Coach, a TV show with uh, Craig T. Nelson. Me, me, no. T. Nelson. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a Minnesota State Screaming Eagles T-shirt. Uh, which, if I just wear it, wore it down the street, people probably think like, oh, oh he went to Minnesota State, Street yeah. Eagles. Yeah, sure. No, it actually has a copyright NBC somewhere. Oh, wow. Yeah, right there. Coach. Copyright. Well, not NBC, but... Yeah. They might be. Anyways, uh, let's talk about Coach. What was your favorite episode of Coach? Oh, <laughs> the one where uh, he wanted to marry Christine, and he's like, oh, jeez, <laughs> oh, I don't want to marry Christine. <laughs> that is an inside joke for the two people in this room. Yep. <laughs> All right, um, we're going to be doing a coach cast. Yep. You know that show was supposed to come back a few years ago? I remember hearing that. And I was kind of excited yeah. for it, and then it just didn't work. I feel like it didn't have a legacy, like, aside from you oh, and me. One of like, the biggest coach fans, yeah. Yeah, I don't know the other fans out there. So if you're a fan of coach... <laughs> Please tweet or email us yeah. at 138simpsons at gmail.com. Yes. <laughs> so and we could do our coach cast. Would we review the uh, Florida years, too? Of course. Okay. You got to. Yeah. There's there's some good episodes in there. Uh, uh, okay. But, you know, like most TV shows, they don't... Yeah. I mean, we're talking about a show that is <laughs> 30-plus years and see if there's actually gems. So let's get on with this. All right. So guess who's coming to criticize dinner? Uh, so you, we open up with a chalkboard gag that says, I'm not the last Don. So is that a uh, Mario Puzo? Or... I am guessing that at the time... I could have done research, but I didn't. Yeah, me too. Uh, maybe some crime boss got yeah. arrested or... Uh... Again, tweet at us. Yeah, if you're the last Don... <laughs> Let us know. Yeah. Um, and then we had a fun couch gag, I thought, because uh, Matt Graney comes in and signs his name. Was this the first time he did that? I think it might have been. And then Marge goes and cleans it off. I like that. that yeah, it's was, a uh, classic couch gag, I feel like. Uh, very cute. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. The so show we starts. Open with the uh, kids who are headed to the Springfield Shopper on a field trip. And uh, so it's always fun when you see all the kids. Yeah. We had uh, uh, Skinner coming in mm-hmm. saying that they were going to clean all the asbestos out, right? Yes. So he and Willie are staying behind, and... <laughs> Willie comes in and is like, It's margarita time! Oh, they're still here. Uh, so they were really going to clean the asbestos out, guys. No, they were going to get drunk. <laughs> off margaritas. Steve and I, you know, we'll have to do a podcast where we drink margaritas. Mm. Yeah, like uh, which is, of course, Mexican for Mark. Yes. As we found out last week's episode. Yes. Guys, there's a continuity to this podcast now. It, we you can't listen to this one without listening to last right. week's. We're the, uh, You're going to be lost. We're the, we're, we're the lost <laughs> podcast. I was going to say we're like the West Wing of podcasts. Oh, yes. Which I've been watching again. Right. Oh, love that show. Such a good show. Can we do a West Wing podcast? Sure. we got so many podcasts <laughs> on the plate. we got a coach. we got a Schwartzwalder. Oh, we didn't say what our, our, um, our, epi- our, our uh, <laughs> the, the title of the Schwartzwalder podcast. What did you say? Oh, uh... 
So in order to know, in order to make this funny, you have to know that the protagonist in all of his books is Frank Burley. So the name of the podcast would be called Burley Legal. Which I don't know, so I think that's good. Timothy, since you probably know about it, Steve's got, is that a good title? I just said, because I'm not, and I don't know about the books, so I just said, May the Schwartz Welder Will there be, be with, with you. Yeah, which is also good. Um, so that's kicking around the ideas yeah. of titles. I'm the worst at coming up with titles. I came up with this title, this podcast, so yeah. Which, I like Steve's, if I read the book, I think that makes more sense. Yeah, um, but tweet at us if you have a better idea. Yeah. We'll take credit for it. <laughs> all right, so continue with the episode, um, you happen to mention that Uter is missing. Yeah, which okay, I want to mention that when 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 he brings that up, I I, I didn't look on the DVD if there was a cutscene and there could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, bad on my part because usually I watch this on the DVD with commentary and then I look at the deleted scenes and I, I want to bring those up, but I didn't this time because there was a weird transition from Skinner saying you know that and then all of a sudden Bart just said it's weird we haven't seen Uter like was there a mention? I don't remember what happened to Uter. I do but know it that it was just weird the cut. Let me look at yeah. it. It's just that uh, we got it on talking and then yeah. I yeah. So, I don't know. I just thought it was a weird, weird... Yeah, it was... Inconsistent. Like, yeah. There was no mention of Hooter, but then why would Bart just say, come to... He, Bart just says, come to think of it, where's Hooter? Like, that's how that's how that sentence or that scene starts, is Bart just starts by saying, come to think of it, where's Hooter? Like, yeah. There was no mention of Hooter. That's what I'm trying to say. Right. Okay. And, yeah, I don't know what happened to Hooter. Okay, I know. Okay. I feel like they cut something else. <laughs> I think God you're right. damn it. I'm agreeing with you. fucking Christ. Ah. All right. So, speaking of people who are irrationally angry... Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I got my soundboard up. <laughs> oh boy, it's back. Oh, you guys, you guys have never heard it, but it's back. Um, Homer finds a way to get out of work, and as you heard at the opening of the show, Homer has built a little robot made of a bucket and some gloves and some sticks. Is it toilet paper rolls or like a like styrofoam cups as his eyes? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And maybe there'll be a little surprise at the end of the episode. Ooh. See how he fares. <laughs> um... And then we have Homer uh, chaperoning the kids. I just want to go back to that clip of the robot. Spoilers, this is how the episode's going to end. When the robot just... My favorite thing in The Simpsons, I think, is still the one minute thing <laughs> explodes, you know? Yeah. It's just like that little tiny thing. Like, and his tape recorder, for some reason... Starts fire. Starts like everywhere. <laughs> this will show up again later in the episode, too. Yes. Um, so, Homer is chaperoning Lisa, McBart, Milhouse, and Nelson, and, you know, uh, Nelson's being Nelson, and Homer appreciates that. I like that scene, yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, we see that Homer being a little angry. Oh, you You cut me off! Oh, yeah, you! Dad, that's an ambulance. Oh, right. Ambulance! Think you're so big with your siren! And your letters on backwards. Kind of shocking when that when I first saw that original in the original mm-hmm. run. Like you never really see a Simpsons character curse, and they, I don't think has there ever been a bleep in no. the Simpsons. So this was like just watching that whole scene of just the beeps and the beep. You know, all the like. Okay, we should figure out what what he was saying. I know we don't. Yeah, I don't want to swear a lot on this podcast. Even though I, I've already done that. Yeah. But uh, what did you think of that? I thought it was interesting. It seemed a little out of... Well, I guess not at this time. Because we were in kind of like primary... Or prime jerk-ass Homer season. Yes, yes. We, so, did, we, were, we were in the nitty-gritty of the jerk-ass Homer. So, I mean, it's it's on, on par for him. 
But in front of the kids, too. Right. Yeah, it does seem, like, really kind of angry, but I do think that the road rage concept was kind of in the zeitgeist at the moment. Do you think that was the um, the basis of the Simpsons road rage game? Could be. There you go. Yeah. Did you ever play that? I think so. It was pretty fun. Yeah. Did you ever play uh, any uh, besides the other Simpsons games? I played some of the early ones on NES. Those were terrible. I remember, actually I remember buying with you, going to the mall, Yeah. and I bought the one where Bart's at the, he's fighting the Space Mutants. Yeah. And you have to get stuff that's purple for some reason. And then I also bought a god-awful Japanese Superman game that looks nothing like... Yeah, I was with you. I feel like it was, yeah. Because that was like a... Uh, you're right. Oh, man, that's a memory I've never... Oh, what's that pensive thing that they put in the Harry Potter? Is that how they get the memory? Yeah, yeah. the pensive. The pensive. <laughs> All their things are puns. <laughs> um, and Dumbledore yeah, and that, Hagrid or something now. Yeah, that... Uh, the NES Simpsons games were terrible. I think the, um, but when it got to, like, the PlayStation 2, the Road Rage was a pretty fun game. It's weird, because I was at this, uh, buy and sell trade DVD type game store, mm-hmm. and there was a Simpsons game on the PlayStation 3 or 2 that I never, it was just called The Simpsons Game, hmm. and I never even heard of it. And I looked up, like, the IGN reviews, and it was, like, a 5. Huh. Did they like ever a, do, like, an open source, like... I think that might have been kind of what that was. Because that would be exactly what I Oh, my God. Do. That's, that needs to happen. It's, like, they need to make a Red Dead Redemption... Type yeah. game or Grand Theft Auto, but Simpsons, mm-hmm. where you now do you play as a Simpson or do you have a customizable character? I think you should have your own character. Oh god, that'd be so fun! Yeah, I've played the uh, South Park um, games, mm-hmm. like the Stick of Truth and the Asshole Game, or whatever it's called. Those are really fun. They're like RPGs, which I hate RPGs. Right, never a fan of, it, but it is. But it's, it's it's funny and it's fun. So I don't know. The Simpsons they need to have a good game. I was addicted for like two years. Me too. With the tapped out though. Oh god. Does anyone still play that? No. In fact, I've talked, I brought it up with people who used to play, not with, but you know. Yeah. Also played it and they have no memory of it. Which is good because I spent way too many hours. Yeah. Uh, There used to be the Reddit hack where you'd go to the subreddit of Tapped Out and give them your password, which seems really stupid in retrospect. Um, and they would give you free donuts and shit. There was other hacks, too, that... I mean, I'm not saying I did it, but... <laughs> I had, like, over a billion donuts, and I... Yeah. You know, fuck EA, though. They, was yeah. it EA that did it? Yeah. yeah. No, EA sucks. Yeah, I just we remember, like, riding the bus to work every day. Yeah. And feeling the need to do it. Oh, God, Like, it yeah. was work. Like, you had to, like, oh, it's been eight hours. I gotta, I gotta yep. do whatever I have to do. I even went as far because they did, like, a uh, Family Guy one. I think they did a Futurama one. I downloaded those, and I was like, nope, I only played this for like three seconds. I can't do it. I don't... Do you play any phone games? Actually, now? it's uh, a weird thing. A plug? I, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, I just beat a game today. Was it called Solitaire? Yes. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually called Sordido, and it's a free game... You can it buy, does sound like an ad. I know. <laughs> Should I put the ad music on? Uh, you can buy, like, uh, to be ad-free or whatever. But uh, it's just a really fun, like, 3D platform game that I spent, like, a month playing, and it was solid. Solid as a rock. Yeah, so we're not, this is not paid content, but uh, Sordido uh, is a great game. So check it out. I do, like, a daily crossword, and I yeah. do, like, a spider solitaire, but that's about it. Yeah, the one that is, I I always have is my uh, New York Times <laughs> yeah. crossword. Um, I pay 40 bucks a year. There you go. Just because I want to do that. And you, too, could pay $40 a year to listen to our Patreon. <laughs> we will never have a Patreon. Yeah. $40 a year <laughs> is pretty reasonable, though. That is. 
We will... Oh, here's something I want to bring up. Oh, we can do it later. Okay. Steve hasn't seen the Marvel movies. Come nope. on, we need to do a Patreon with Steve and the Marvel movies. Oh, they're so good. No, no, not all of them are good, but... Anyways. Yeah. Let's back to The Simpsons here. Alrighty. <laughs> so they arrive... Well, they don't arrive, so Homer takes them to the zoo. Yep. So we have a fun little bit of, uh, here we are, finally at the zoo. That's great, Dad, but we're supposed to go to the Springfield Chopper. Yeah. What I like about that is when they do arrive at the Springfield Chopper, Homer has an, a balloon. He has the balloon. That says, the zoo. <laughs> and I like, I like balloons. <laughs> so you say that into the microphone. I like balloons. I like balloons. And that sound was me pouring wine. <laughs> um, it might be a mistake doing this podcast live. Yeah. <laughs> or in the same room. I think we should have more diversions. <laughs> Um, hey, it was last week's episode about the uh, yeah. <laughs> intervention. All right. <laughs> so, uh, a little about the Springfield Shopper. It was established in 1883, and it was founded by Johnny Newspaper Seed, a 14-year-old boy who traveled the country founding newspapers. And then Homer has a line, if he's so smart, how come he's dead? Is that like a good... I like it, but do you think they were looking for a joke in the writer's room? Like... I feel like somebody had that in their back pocket that they yeah. wanted to pull out in the writer's room at some point. That sounds like an Al Jean thing. Yeah. Good job, Al. Good or, job, Al. Yeah. Um, and so the shopper has merged with the Times, the Post, the Globe, the Herald, Jewish News, and Hot Sex Weekly. <laughs> I like that last one. Is Al Jean... We've never... Obviously, we've never inter- interviewed anyone on this podcast, and we're not as obviously well-known... Ever will be, yeah. but is he someone like on like the it's like the top five people you'd want to talk to? Yeah, I mean, of the Simpsons world, obviously the biggest get would be Swartzwelder. Well, yeah, like that would be bigger than getting Granny. Steve, I got a surprise for you. Oh boy, he was supposed to come in the door. Oh. I must have given him the wrong address. All right, well, All right. maybe next time, guys. It's seven three three three. Yeah, Fake Street. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, Al Jean. Yeah, I mean, we still. You know, Bill Oakley's our... Yeah. Just because he lives in our... And he's a really cool guy. We've met him. Yeah. Um, I've interacted with interacted with him on Instagram. Well, we've interacted with him in person, Steve. Sure. <laughs> but in these days, what what does that matter? It doesn't matter. Um, and, yeah, that's about it. Okay. I, uh, I guess I would like to have... Uh, who was the lady that played Ross on... Um, <laughs> Night Corey. Oh. Marsha Ward. Mar- yeah. I don't know. I just want to talk to her. She's good on Twitter. What? She's. Oh, polit- she's a. What is she doing these days? She's uh, politically active. She hates Trump. Oh. This is not a political podcast. Not a political podcast. Why did I bring up Marsha Ward? I don't know. I was trying to make a joke and that didn't work. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> speaking of some jokes, uh, we see that. Uh, <laughs> we see Gil uh, on the phone. Trying to get a subscription to the newspaper. We always try to figure is like this Gil's first appearance. No, he's been yeah. around. Reality bites, realty bites, realty oh. bites is the first one. Okay. Yeah. We don't get to review that episode though, right? No, that is season eight or nine. All right. Uh, so, but yeah, so he's uh, trying to get a subscription, and the person on the phone says, "Well, can you dance for me?" He's <laughs> like, "Well, I can't see it." That's... So that's fun. I always felt was Gil the how I brought this up before, but was he kind of like a re... well, not like a replacement, replacement to Lionel Hutz. Lionel Hutz, like Phil Hartman, but he realty bites. I think Phil Hartman still alive, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was in. The, he was. Oh, he was in. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, I don't know. So unless the Simpsons knew well, something, Gil's just yeah. No, because Gil's just a parody of uh, Jack Lemmon's character and um, Glenn Gary Glenn Glenn Ross, Gary, Yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Um, and then we. <laughs> They walk by the cartoonist drawing a cartoon, and they're like, who here reads Mary Worth? And 
nobody reacts because nobody under the age of 75 <laughs> yeah. reads Mary Worth. And the is cartoonist Mary, is just so is sad. It, is Mary Worth still produced these days? I believe so, yeah. jeez. Oh, Probably by, like, their daughter or, like... <laughs> their great-granddaughter. Yeah. I, I don't get the paper anymore, but I'll see it at work sometimes, and... I saw the co- the Sunday comics page up in there, and I was like, "Well, oh, that's weird." I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like it, it was I used fun. to really love the comic strips. Yeah, as a kid, it was great. Um, one that I do love currently that I subscribe to their Twitter so I can just so I can look at is Nancy. Yeah. Sorry, I just gave Steve a puzzled look. I like, know Nancy with like was like Bluto or like that what, what? Uh, uh, Sluggo. Sluggo, yeah, yeah. no, like with uh, the weird hair. Yeah. Uh, wait, whoa, check what? it out. I. I it's good. Wow, really? Yeah. Fancy. It's not like a like Garfield without Garfield. Nope. Or... It's there's a new a new woman took it over a couple years ago. Oh wow! And it's modern and it's it's funny. Huh? Like not like like it's not profane. It's 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 <laughs> yeah. comic, but it's it's funny. It's good. Huh? I don't deny it. it like, I mean, as a kid, I liked Nancy. I genuinely wow enjoy it. All right. So like, hey, if you guys have a favorite cartoon strip, yeah. Tweet us out. You know what? We never got the superhero. Like, spy- there was a... Apparently, I read some news about, like, a Spider-Man comic strip. There used like- to be. Yeah, and the Oregonian used to have it. Really? Yeah. It was... But they're changing now. Right? I think oh. they're bringing all the Marvel characters. Okay. So there's going to be, like, an Iron Man's and a... I mean, Man's. it was hard to follow because it's hard to have content in three panels. Yeah. So, you know, on Sundays it was fun because you get, like, a whole thing. There used to be a Simpsons comic strip. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Oh, jeez, yeah. Yeah. That lasted how long? I don't know. Did Matt, was Matt doing it? I think so. Yeah. Did you ever, okay, this might be for another podcast, though, mm-hmm. Simpsons Comics. Yeah. I'll just tease this. I, well, I used to read some of the Simpsons Comics, uh, the Bongo Comics, when I was younger in the 90s, um, and uh, I submitted something to one of the books, and I was published. Well, there's mm. my claim to fame to Simpsons, so I have a Simpsons connection. There you go. I was published in the, if you are familiar with comics, especially, you know, I don't know if they do much anymore, but the letters column, people write in. Um, I did a little thing, and I submitted it to Bongo Comics, and they printed it. So, there you go. <laughs> nice. Oh, let's get back to the episode. We sure will. So we have a the tour guide talking about the newspapers and how it is partially recycled, a percentage of it. Zero's a percent. Exactly. Yeah. And then we see... Homer spilling some cake. I like pizza. I like bagels. I like hot dogs with mustard and beer. I get the picture. I'll eat a plant. I could even eat a baby deer. La 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 la. Who's a baby deer on the lawn? Enough already. So that was a great song. Yeah. Uh, I love the imagery of eating the baby deer. Yeah, and I love his little prancing around. Yeah, it reminded me of the. Um, uh, the chocolate dream, which mm-hmm. is, you know. Oh, he bites the the, yeah, the chocolate yeah. poodle. One of my that's probably one of my favorite things in the Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So we also get to meet the editor of the newspaper, played by our guest of the episode. Not our head. <laughs> guest, Ed Asner, come on down. Hello, hey everyone. <laughs> um, you just have to talk like this, apparently. Yeah, and put your arms out like that. <laughs> um, uh, but Ed, Ed Abner, who was also played an editor, editor obviously. Uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Um, it's great, too, because Ed's in... Uh, he's not playing Ed Asner. He's playing... Lou Grant. He's playing Lou Grant. Right. But he's... But it's that not like... In the last episode, Weird Al's playing Weird Al. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's you playing know, a I, character. Yeah, we love it when actors come on to play a character. Like, I mean, obviously, the best is Albert Brooks. Right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, and, you know, Dustin Hoffman's another really good example. Yeah, so we get um, we get uh, um, Homer getting propositioned by Ed. Don't say it like that. 
Hey, listen. I just had a thought. We're looking for a new food critic. Someone who doesn't immediately poo-poo everything he eats. No, it usually takes a few hours. Yeah. Um, so then Homer tries to write a review of his own. And, uh, <clears throat> but his uh, typewriter, which for you kids out there is a thing that they use before computers. It's a computer without a monitor. Yes. Just the keyboard. Uh, but it is also missing the letter E. You know, homie, the E doesn't work on that typewriter. We don't need no stinking E. Restaurant review. No. Eatery evaluation. No. <gasps> Food box. Go or no go by Homer. No. Earl. No. Bill Simpson. Homer brings the uh, clip to the editor, and he just kind of laughs him off. What do you think? This is a joke, right? I mean, this is the stupidest thing I've ever read. What's wrong with it? Well, you keep using words like paschetti and mamados. You make numerous threatening references to the UN. And at the end, you repeat the words screw Flanders over and over again. If the typewriter is missing an E, how is he writing screw Flanders? Excellent point. I, is it more like you can you could write it as, you know, screw Flanders, like without the E, but you, you know how you interpret right. it, like, like text speech? Like, right, S-C-R-W. Yeah, F-L-N-D-R-S. Yeah. So maybe that's, uh, Ed Asner can pick up on that. Yeah. He's an editor. He's been editing for a long exactly. time. Exactly. He sees typos all the time. People probably, you know, forget E's. Yeah. I mean, Mary E, Tyler, Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Craig just turned into a robot for no apparent reason. <laughs> I, will explode, I will explode at the end of the episode. <laughs> um, so he comes home and takes a shower of shame. Shame shower, which we all we've all done. Um, <laughs> it, what's so weird about this thing is like it's like he murdered somebody when you're watching it. Yeah, like it's not that bad, Homer. <laughs> like I don't know. Look, if, like it's... Have you ever performed on stage and done really poorly? No, I'm I'm a professional. Okay, well I have, <laughs> so I know how he feels. Yeah, no, it's it's those things. Like definitely, I felt that before. It's going on like a, on a first date and you you know you, you say the wrong thing. Right, you're just a total like dummy or just... maybe the Nazis did have some ideas. <laughs> Is that what you can normally say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Come on, guys. Uh, Come on, guys. Jeez, <laughs> I'm gonna be taking a shower after this. We'll um, and also, so uh, Lisa needing to urinate. Uh, that was a weird transition. Uh, <laughs> How do you know she didn't want to do number two? Fair enough. Like, could you imagine there's like a deleted scene where like Yerda Smith is like, "Say, come on, Dad, I need to take a fucking shit." <laughs> So, last week we talked about Marge <laughs> breastfeeding. This week it's Lisa pooping. Cool. Uh, maybe next week we can get Lenny coming. Um, no, it's going to be about Barton anal fisting. Oh, God. <laughs> Guys, this is going to be an X-rated show. Yeah. Thanks um, to Pinot Noir. So, Lisa needs to use the restroom. Homer's taking the shame shower. How, how can maybe it's not that uh, she just got her period she needs to change her tampon? Lisa needs to be in the room that Homer's in. The room is locked. Okay. Oh, he's taking a bath. I was just thinking, they have a shower in the master bedroom. All right. They have a weird magical house. But why has... wouldn't he just be like crying in the shower? That makes more sense. Come on, Al. Oh, but you needed Lisa. All right. right. Chekhov's so, gun. There yeah. we go. So, Sorry, Chekhov's phaser. Thank you. <laughs> Lisa and Homer decide to write the article together. Oh, yay, it's a Lisa-Homer episode. Um, probably my favorite pairing. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, so they begin to write an article about reviewing the restaurant that they went to recently, uh, Pate La Belle. And I have this sweet, sweet chocolate mousse. Really, the only word for it is... Hmm, what's the English equivalent for... I'd say... Transcendent. 
How about groin-grabbingly transcendent? Uh, I don't think so. We make a good team. A groin-grabbingly good team. After submitting the article that they wrote together, the editor says, not bad, not bad at all. To which Homer replies, stop the presses. Which, uh, so they stop the presses, and then resetting the presses takes four hours. What I like about it is the visual gag of Homer putting a (laughs) single piece of paper (laughs) on the printer press and just cutting it down. (laughs) That's how it works. He's so gentle with it. It's just a really great visual. Very good visual. Um, so Homer reviews his first r- restaurant, the, fr- the Frying Dutchman, and then we get back to that Uter business. Because, yeah, so it comes back. Because uh, Skinner is talking with uh, Uter's parents about it, and I just, I don't know what's going on with Uter, but I like the uh, his mom being so pleasant, being like, we just want some closure. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, that's bleak. But that comes back to like, okay, so there's the two Uter things, but I just needed to be, how did Bart come up with Uter? Like, he just said, come to think of it, where's Uter? Yeah. Who mentioned Uter? No one mentioned Uter. I feel like Skinner said something. Like he could have said it in passing. It was like you know when he's like team up. Um, don't forget Uter. And then I think it's. Ex- I don't know. I don't think it was. Am I crazy? I don't know. This could be the crazy episode. Crazy episode. All right. Um. So from there, he then reviews Planet Springfield, owned by uh, Rainier Wolfcastle, Chuck Norris, Johnny Carson's third wife, and the Russian Mafia. <laughs> I love that. Um. Obviously, a playoff of uh, Planet Hollywood. Yep. Owned by Bruce Willis, Schwarzenegger, and was it Stallone? Stallone? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Planet Hollywood's still around, but are they still? I, I know they opened a bunch, and then they had like close a bunch. Like right. There was one like in Vegas, maybe. I feel like there might be one like in Universal. Studios, maybe like on yeah. the strip. They go and see the um, you know, some props. So then I think one of the most famous, not famous, but a popular meme these days yeah. now is like when Lisa goes up, there's the cane from Citizen Kane. You know, wait a minute, there was no cane right. in Citizen Kane. So I think they, you know, there's there's a meme there, guys. Right. And then they find uh, the awful script from Cable Guy. Now, I don't know, I don't hate Cable Guy. No, no, it was it was at Jim Carrey's point in his career where he was good at being the Ace Ventura and right. Mask. This was his first departure, which was actually a very silly movie still it is and it's dark um guys go back and watch the cable yeah. guy it's actually really fun one of ben stiller's best directed movies sure um and uh one of jack black's first big yeah. roles um he was also in Waterworld. he's also in the never ending story three. Oh, geez that's the bad one wait they're all bad yeah the first one's good uh our um intern likes it that sounds right. she, she's a fan of another yeah movie. Sorry, yeah um i do like the cable guy uh especially as i'm a star trek fan so it's ben stiller so that's why they did the end you know mm-hmm. the, the medieval times yeah that was great uh cable guy it's not as bad also talking about ben stiller movies mystery man come on oh yeah i love that movie i mentioned it before but it's the movie that should get the credit for all-star not shrek right it drives me crazy exactly also watching all these marvel movies and all these superhero movies now now watch mystery man be like oh they're just making fun of what's going on right now like though they did it before Mm -hmm. i feel like if mr man came out now yeah, they were ahead of their time, like the story yep. of Us, which is the making of the movie Us. This is Us. Yeah. Uh, us things these right. days. Uh, so the folks of Springfield are really enjoying Homer's reviews because they're very positive, and they're all getting really fat. It's funny to see the Simpsons, uh, this people of Springfield, like all yeah. chunky. Like, I really like a fat Mr. Burns. <coughs> it's delightful. Yeah, um, I like that it's... Uh, Ankles broke. Yeah. Um, so Lou Grant wants to uh, introduce him, Homer, to the other critics of the Springfield Shopper. And he meets uh, Geth 
Garth Kilrani, um, who is a TV critic, who uh, his negative reviews helped cancel Platypus, Platypus Man. Do you remember Platypus Man on the UPN? Yes, it by was, the late Richard Jenny? I think so. Yeah. It was uh, it was like an initial like run of UPN shows yeah. like in 95, and the only show that stuck around was Voyage, Star Trek Voyage. Right. Um, but yeah, there was, uh, wasn't there like Homeboys in Outer Space? That was one. <laughs> um, but Platypus Man was supposed to be like the, the Seinfeld for Right, that's exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah. UPN didn't last long until uh well they they, mer- they merged with wb and right. cw but yeah they were always kind of a yeah um he also canceled the cosby <laughs> mysteries there's so much potential steve yes cool like, ideas who spiked that drink it was cardi b <laughs> <laughs> why don't they just get married just put cardi b and, yeah. and bill cosby they could just drug each other yeah problem solved guys there you We're go. here. Solve America's problems. Yes. One step at a time. Um, we had the theater critic, Daphne Beaumont. And then we had Jamie Kilday. Which, which Jamie, Daphne Beaumont was just uh, Lindsay Nagel, pretty much, right? Yeah, pretty much. Tress McNeil, okay. And Jamie, uh, the farm supply critic was great because he was, when you think of farmers, I mean, rugged or whatever. Right. Like, just the idea of like an effeminate, you know, farmer, like talking about the, the John Deere. You, yeah. You, you can talk about it. Yeah, the, uh, I really like the, somebody needs to send the, Jir- <laughs> the John Deere, a Deere John. <laughs> Oh, the tractors are green this year. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Uh, okay, um, I got another job I used to do. I used to drive tractors. Oh. Yeah, I used to plow farms. I'm glad you said farm. <laughs> You're going to edit this out. Make it something else, you son of a bitch. <laughs> You're going to like, okay, what has he said? Um, he said Bill Cosby. So he's going to, okay, Steve's going to edit in a clip yep. here right now. Watch. I used to plow Bill Cosby. <laughs> so he's going to edit a clip in, I bet. I'll, I'll wait. Anal fisting with Cardi B. <laughs> well, that sounds kind of fun. Okay. <laughs> Just small hands, so it'd be okay. Oh, I thought I was doing it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, this is like our dirtiest episode ever. I love it. So, the critics feel that Homer is being too kind and positive in the reviews. And so, he takes that, and he uh, takes that note, and he then reviews uh, Krusty as King Lear at the Springfield uh, Dinner Theater. And he also reviews Luigi's and then Marge's pork chops, which he is known to love. And then Marge, or uh, Homer, says, Marge, your pork chops. What does he say? Two two words. Shake and bake. You used to put shake and bake in your <laughs> coffee. Ugh. See, do you like shake and bake? I actually didn't have it growing up. Um, I actually had it for the first time in my 20s when I was dating a mutual friend, and she made it for me, and it was their crumbs. Yeah, I, but I didn't either, but every time I made pork chops, that was my go-to. Mm-hmm. Um, with applesauce, of course. Yeah. I don't eat it now, but uh, I actually, I'm fine with shake and bake. I got no problem with it. They used to have like a fun like little barbecue glaze Ooh, thing, so good. it was powder, but you mix it up, and it came out, it was kind of like sticky, like a barbecue sauce. Oh, so. nice. Um, it was good. I Shake and bake. Yeah. I'm fine with that product. I prefer don't wake and bake. Hey, hey. Steven has jazz cigarettes. Yeah. I don't really. Although I did last night. Homer's ego and harsh criticism causes Lisa to like kind of give up on him. He's like, yeah, you're being too mean. Typical Lisa thing. Yeah. Come on. So Homer writes his own article trying to uh, get some help from Maggie and Santa's little helper. I don't need Lisa to write a good review. The food at the Gilded Truffle really, uh, what's a good word? Sucks! That's great! And the bread was really... Come on, help me out here! Ruff! Ruff? Yeah, I don't know. You've been pitching that all night. Chewy? Chewy! That's inspired! Chewy? 
<laughs> it just sounds like Homer, but ah, that was good. Yeah, just a lot of fun. And it's fun to imagine him in the in the room recording yeah. it, like uh, doing it, playing with himself. <laughs> this is the dirtiest episode. What is wrong with me? <laughs> it's a Pinot Noir. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I I said Lisa and her period. You said Homer playing with himself. You and mentioned... last week's oh Bart anal fisting or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's Maggie gonna do? She's gonna read a book, guys. Yeah. It's gonna be called the Bible. You should read that too. Yes, we all should. <laughs> Especially after this episode. Um. So, meanwhile, the restaurateurs and uh, conspire to get revenge on uh, Homer because of his bad reviews. There's a lot of the Kira in this episode, which yeah. wasn't voiced by George Takei. No. Okay. And I feel like they used him. I know they were probably referencing uh, other uh, other characters. Flip that I can. No, no, he says that too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> um. But yeah, they lead on him kind of hard, and they. You heard about the story with George Takei, right? I feel like I have. Because he was Akira in like the second season or third right. season, right? Probably the Fugu episode. Yeah, and the writers, it was something that because uh, they wrote that one episode and then they brought him back for Monorail. They wanted to bring him back for Monorail and he at the time was like on the board of public transportation of San Francisco. I've never heard this. Yes. Oh, you haven't heard this? No. Oh, um, Conan's talked about this. Okay. And they were going to get him come back play Sulu to ride the Monorail. Monorail, and he felt that they were making fun of public transportation. Wow. So he said no, and so they got Leonard Nimoy, the bigger gosh. star, Star Trek, like the star of Star Trek. Right. <laughs> but then I also heard something about his as Akira, is they were kind of weirded out by him. So I'm saying is they get Dan Castellana now as doing doing Akira or someone, but I think that's all been like water on the bridge. Mm-hmm. I think I've seen recent episodes now like George uh, is back as Akira. Well, that's good. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, so then we go to the Taste of Springfield, and we get a fun little uh, sight gag. A Taste of Springfield, fine dining in a B-filled atmosphere. Um, which is funny, yeah, because you say, like, um, well, you said it earlier. Well, yeah, I was just saying how, like, if you ever go to any sort of outdoor event with food, which is common in this area, uh, we have, like, a lot of, like, fun tastes and fairs and stuff. There's bees everywhere. And, you know, we gotta we gotta bring back the bees. It's true. Um, and I've been to, like, some of, like, the stores lately, and I see, like, there's they're selling bee farms now. Oh, or bee houses. Right, yeah. So you put it up in your house to have a bee house, um, which is good. Um, I personally like the bee, the bee. I endorse the bee. I'm a fan of the bee. We're not a political podcast. Not a political podcast. But there's a few things that we do endorse. Yes. Bees. Bees. Um, fuck cancer. Fuck cancer. Fuck AIDS. AIDS, go away. Yeah. Um, fuck any illness, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, fuck sexism. Fuck racism. And fuck prostitutes legally. Yes, sex workers, do your thing. <laughs> and legalize all drugs except for um, Flintstones, chewable tablets. Yeah. Do kids even know these days what the Flintstones are? What would be the popular cartoon that kids are eating? (laughs) I don't know these days. Like, I want to say Adventure Time, but that show's over. Is it uh, Rick and Morty? But that's more of an adult cartoon. Yeah, and... uh, Bob's Burgers? It's a really good cartoon, but not for kids. Simpsons? Uh, Who watches that? Nobody. (laughs) Um, so yeah, if you're out there and you're a kid, hit me up. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Tell me what... (laughs) What, uh... If you're a Kid, call Steve. What cartoons are you liking? Right. Uh, how about this? Parents out there. That's much better. What are your kids watching? Timothy, we don't know. Are you married? Do you have kids? If so, what are your kids watching? Yeah. Any listener, actually. New Zealand, come on. Chime in. Yeah. Hit us up at 138Simpsons and let us know what are the kids liking these days. Yeah. And they, should we should those be the new tablets? Yeah. To eat. Right. Not like an Apple tablet. Right. Apple tablet. Something over. Apple tablets. Apple tablets. All right. Back to the show. Come apple on. Apple tablet. Um, <clears throat> so. 
So Marge has this ominous feeling as they walk into the Taste of Springfield, feeling that there could be danger. And Homer reassures her because he's like, eh, something bad happens wherever I go. And then he walks into a puddle, gets hit by a frisbee, and then bitten on the neck by a bat. And he's like, oh, that's a new one. And so that was fun. And then we get to see um, Bart overhearing Akira and Captain McAllister talking about their insidious plan to uh, poison Homer and Bart. I love that Bart uh, overhears it and gives a little chuckle. <laughs> and for that moment, he's like, oh, wait, no, I guess I'll let my dad live. Yeah. And then we see a fun visual of the chef preparing the, the pastry. And, you know, he has, like, that... It looks like he's putting together, yeah. putting together a gun. A rifle or something. But it yeah. turns out to be a whisk, and then he adds the eggs. That's a fancy whisk. It is. And then he uh, has the hose, and he puts the uh, butter in. There's so much butter. Then he has the poison. There's so much poison. Then he puts the antidote. And he's like, oh, don't, don't put that yeah. in. <laughs> I like that he had the antidote there. Yeah. And he has a hose for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good gag. That looks scrum diddly doodly dudly diddlos. A rude Frenchman. Well, I never. Uh, that was a clip of Flanders. Mm-hmm. And well, I never. I think I say that a lot in my vocabulary. Yeah, it's fun to say. Yeah. Just like any, any random thing that you see on the street or like something happens. Yeah. Like, oh, well, you know. I you never. Do you have an example? Um... I think, like, when people put stevia in their coffee. Oh, why? I do. Yeah, I call it mevia. You're supposed uh, to say why oh, I never. <laughs> sorry. Take two. When people put stevia in their coffee. Yeah. Well, I never. Wait, no, I do. Uh, we're going we're gonna to take three here. When Go. people put stevia in their coffee. Oh, I, I do. Oh, I never. Yeah, because you have sugar. Sugar's bad for you, jerk. You don't have milk either. Not your mother's milk. Sorry, Marge doesn't follow <laughs> me around. <laughs> All right. So Lisa warns Homer that the pastry is going to kill him. And he's like, eh, I've had a good run. And then she's like, uh. And she's like, oh, it's low fat. <laughs> and so he throws it and it lands on a mole man stand, which is the uh, mole man's gruel, and which causes it to explode, which is, as we mentioned previously, yes. it's always fun when stuff explodes. Whew, that was close. Thank God it landed in that smoking crater. Take him into custody, boys. <laughs> Attempted murder one. Now, boys, what would you say to some Belgian waffles? Uh, actually, I was in the mood for some frittatas. Ha! <laughs> Lou and his frittatas. Ha <laughs> 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 Oh, he likes eggs. And then we have Homer and Lisa sharing a sweet moment, talking about how, you know... It's all good. And then around them, they see that the mob is beginning to form. They're wanting comeuppance. And the mob includes the other chefs, the other critics for some reason, the zoo animals <laughs> he pissed off earlier. Who's well, just kind of a dick in this entire episode. To yeah. Most everybody, yeah. Yep. Except for Lee. Well, no, he was a dick to Lisa, too. Yeah. So then he runs. They they realize that they need to run. And we go to the credits. And that's our episode. The episode. All right, Steve. Um, what did you think of this episode? It's joke heavy. Like, yes. it's just jokes nonstop. When I was writing notes for it, it was hard for me not to just... Just write the entire script? Yeah, exactly. Um, there's a lot of fun visuals. Uh, it's just... It's a real solid episode to me. I think it's been one of the most solid episodes so far. Yeah. And we've only done ten. Right. Which we got, like, 300 more to go. Piece of cake. Although, no, we're we don't, because we don't have to deal with seasons one through ten. Those terrible seasons. Yeah. Unless we do a Patreon. Yeah, another Patreon. If we ever get to episode 138 of this podcast, do we review the 138th episode? I think we'd have to, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that's just, like, but, yeah. <laughs> Will we get there? No. No. We'll probably be dead by then. Right. I'm ready to give this up anytime. <laughs> I want to do different podcasts every day. <laughs> I want to do, like, I guess I said the West Wing. I was like, oh, you can actually talk about like little things yeah. but, you know <laughs> I want to do a podcast called Different Spokes which is simultaneously a podcast about the sitcom Different Strokes but and on about, a bike on a bike exactly yeah <laughs> 
I want to do a podcast about um, uh, who's in charge, and it's going to be me with a power strip and different plugs, and then I get to figure out which uh, is going to be charging my phone. I want to have a podcast about a short black kid, and also about barbecuing. Called Webster. Oh, jeez. <laughs> that was going to go terribly south. Okay, good. <laughs> Any whoozle. Let's right, talk um, about uh, so ratings. Ratings. Um, we didn't see any fun reviews to talk about in this episode. Um, because everyone liked po- it so much. Yeah, mostly positive. Um, the in fact, uh, so the reception was very positive. Um, there is one review that I actually read... I'm trying to look up here, um, which is kind of weird. Uh, so while reviewing this, there's a person called DVD or from the website uh, DVD Movie Guide. Colin Jacobson said that after a solid after the solid brothers little helper episode, which we talked about in our final four that we didn't care much for, season eleven dips with more mediocre with this episode. Yeah. Oh, the show has its moments, especially when Homer becomes mean-spirited, but it's rarely anything more than okay. And I couldn't disagree more. Like, everyone else seems to really love this episode. This one critic didn't like it. Um, I think it's probably because they're not used to, like, we're in the years of jerk-ass Homer. Right. Um, and for a, a Lisa Homer episode, it's kind of weak. Yeah, there isn't a lot of emotional stakes. No, there isn't. Um, that being said, it, it is Joe Kevy. Uh Favorite quote, I think, is the poo-poo quote. I think so, yeah. Although Stop the Presses is Stop like one pre- of my favorite visual gags. As a visual gag, that is good. Because even like, yeah, we've said before, like, even Homer's face looks like he's he's proud of his Yeah, he's like, hmm. Yeah. Um, so, for Bart Spikes, oh, which I want to bring up this, too. Yeah. Homer reviewed one of the restaurants with uh, nine forks. And I was like, oh, this is like us reviewing the episode of like yeah. nine spikes. And also there's another podcast that reviews things using forks. Yeah. I don't know what it is, you song. Yeah. Um, so Minnesota State. For for this episode, now, we were talking before, I still don't know what the ground rules of our Bart Spikes. Like, say, it, okay, from a season one through ten or whatever, an, a nine spike would be like uh, the monorail, right? Right. So, yeah, it's hard to define, like, do we rate it solely on its merit or compare to Golden Age. I think we don't compare it. Right? right. So, that being said, I'm giving Who's Coming to Criticize Dinner. Also, I want to bring this up real quick. I chose this episode as my winner. Yeah. I think I might regret that. I feel like the Tamako episode might be better. I was actually talking to one of my roommates, Michael, who's also a big yeah. Simpsons fan last night, because I was talking about how we were going to review this episode, and he didn't remember this episode all that well. But he did remember Tamako. And I'm thinking about it, and yeah, we may have made a mistake. Um, not a mistake. No, but... no, not at all. Because this is still a great episode. Yeah. That being said, I think it's the highest rating I've ever given an episode. I'm giving it eight Bart Spikes. I like that, and I have to agree. All right. Eight Bart Spikes. This was going to be an 8.5, but then I feel like the Tamako episode is actually at 8.5. Yeah. But we'll get there eventually. You fucked me up with all the Uter business. Yeah. Because um, that's all you're yeah, thinking about now. I'm, I'm just worried about that Uter stuff. Um, and, uh, but yeah, it's a really solid episode. A lot of fun. Definitely. And just lots of jokes. Good jokes. Um, Alright, so that's it for this episode of the episode. Yes. <laughs> but we're going to come back because I got a new game. Alright, I'll look forward to um, playing it. We teased about it in a previous episode. We're not going to do... We did our March Madness last week, and we did the... Uh, we've done the couple of the episodes of a Choose Your Own Simpsons Adventures essentially. This week, we're going to tease, or we're going to do the casting of Live Action Simpsons. And Mm. when we come back, I'm going to talk to Steve about, I've thought this through of not being a one-off. This could be a multiple, multiple segment. Yeah, your Um, list is vastly more thorough than mine. This, this, 
Think of the multiverse, guys. There's going to be a multiverse of Simpsons live-action movies that uh, we're going to come up with. Um, so we're going to take a break, and we'll come right back. And we're back. Steve, I have an idea for a new segment, like we just teased. Mm -hmm. So we're going to cast the Simpsons live-action. Live-action. So we didn't really put rules on this when we came up with this. I just said we're going to cast the main family, the you know, the four, five, to mm -hmm. the five, you know. Um, and then we're going to give three of other Springfield residents. Right. So that could be any of the, anybody right. in Springfield. That's why we could keep the segment going if it's popular. Do, do Okay, so what I'm saying is do we build this with, do we decide like how we did with the March Madness, like whose Homer's better? Mm -hmm. And then we say, okay, we'll do this cast. And then do we come up with a plot? We maybe. Could, maybe. We could. But... You mentioned something earlier this week to me in private. Yes. Um, that we could cast this with... We're going to start just doing, like, current actors right now that right. are mainstream. But, but yeah, what I was wondering is, like, do we do, like, of any time? Because, right. like, you know, a young Slash would have been good for Otto. Right. Mostly just visually, but, but now he's an old man. Exactly. So, we thought in future episodes of Casting Simpsons, we'll take popular actors of the 60s we'll do like a 60s version like like uh, dick van dyke right you know yeah be, uh, be a good Smithers skinner. or something yeah. like skinner sure right yeah um at that age appropriate like i mean well talking about dick van dyke maritime march she could be the march right yeah. um and we'll do a 70s we'll do 80s 90s and then i also thought like what if we did like the gritty reboots like a, oh. what if like a Zack snyder directed a simpsons movie what would that be right and then you'd have <laughs> i mean simpsons did it but you could have uh the dude from NYPD, Dennis Franz. Sure. The Homer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we do like the, we could do like the Kevin Smith version, or we could do the Tarantino version, or the yeah. Wes Anderson version. So. And, you know, the Simpsons are yellow, but they don't need to be. They could do the uh, Crazy Rich Asians. <laughs> Is that what you're saying? Sure. That was racist of you, Steve. Um, so, but for this episode. <laughs> so, for this episode. Um, I took upon myself to do a standard current day actor yeah. casting. Because um, I also thought of too, like, what if we did like a Simpsons, like how like the, the Brady Bunch, they'd come back mm -hmm. for like sequels like in the 80s. So like they're all grown up. So like right. what if we did like a Simpsons where like Bart is actually played like a 20 something, Lisa is a 20 something, like those, those kind of actors. Yeah. Like, they come, like my, my stupid idea was like they come back for like uh, uh, Jacqueline or, or Abe Simpson's uh, funeral, right? So it's, they're adults now. Yeah. So you cast an older Homer Marge. But I'm sticking with just like the core idea of like having kids. So when I did my casting, I had a real hard time with the kids because I don't know kids. Um, and so I did uh, cast them as slightly older people, but we'll get to that when we get there. Well, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, with with that being said, um, like I said, I'm just going to do a straight up casting of, of current day actors and actresses. Um, and I'll do my three. I went kind of crazy because I was bored at work. I was sitting at my desk at work today. Mm -hmm. And I cast about 30 plus. Wow. I did um, not do that much work. And um, I'm going to put on the Instagram. I've already edited. Um, I'm, I'm glad that Steve and I are, are sitting here together in person because I edited them on my phone. Mm -hmm. So you can actually see the visual representations of Homer and then the actor and so forth so that being said steve let's do this okay let's cast our simpsons movie live action and uh these we post on our instagram and twitter so you can see what you know who's who um and then we'll figure out what we want to do with this afterwards so let's start with the simpsons we'll do the simpsons main four yeah mom dad brother sister um let's start with uh let's start with lisa okay what do you got for me this one might seem a little weird go for it and i do have a backup 
but my initial Lisa is Anna Conkle from the show Pen <laughs> 15. Oh, that's... We, she's proved that she can play 13. Why not an eight? Yeah. Uh, she's pretty tall, and she looks tall. If they can make uh, Tom Cruise look more than four foot two, there you go. Hollywood uh, magic. I like where you're going with this. The Anna Conkle. Um, My Anna she... Conkle don't want none. <laughs> she got buns, huh? I, um, okay, I like that. Um, I actually went with a child actress. Okay. Um, her name is McKenna Grace. Mm. Um, if you ever see any movie that's been out in the past couple of years, she's always playing the young person of the adult character. So she was in I, Tonya playing young Tanya Harding. She was in Captain Marvel playing young Captain Marvel. Wow. Um, she's also now going to be one of the leads in the new uh, Jason Reitman uh, Ghostbuster reboot. So this is, I have a picture there. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's a really good choice. So she's... Pretty age appropriate. Yeah. Um, I like it because I, I I actually went for kids. Yeah. So my backup choice um, was Elsie Fisher, who played the protagonist in the movie Eighth Grade. Again, oh, older. That's but, good though. But I she, like that. I thought that she had like that persona of a confident but kind of self-doubting like that. person. That's good. Yeah. Um, all great choices. Thank you. Um, let's go to Bart. Okay. Um, I'll start. Yep. Uh, my cho- cho- choice for Bart was Thomas Barbuska. Whoa, I don't know I who that is. I think I'm saying that correct. Well, if you ever watched the... Thomas. Yeah. Uh, if you ever watched the show on Fox, uh, The Mick, which I think was canceled with... Um, Caitlin Olsen. Yeah. From, uh, from, Sunny. from Portland area. Uh, also Portland resident. A uh, tiger that she grew up. But anyways, um, he was also in the um, revival, or the Netflix series of Wet Hot Summer. Wet Hot Summer. And uh, this, is, this is who he is. Oh, okay. I can definitely see um, that. Yeah. I, I chose the picture with yeah. the best. He's he's been in a couple things where always he's he's always playing a jerk, mm-hmm. and I think he's good at so I'm ty- kind of typecasting yeah. the, the jerk role. So I think he'd be a great bar. I think he's well. You got uh, Anna Conkle who's in her thirties. Like he's probably like sixteen right now. Yeah. So there's my like age discrepancy. But, okay, yeah. so mine my Bart is also not age appropriate and also <laughs> plays a jerk. Is it Pat Morita, Steve? Pat Morita's dead. Ah. Okay, so my second choice, then, is Joe Keery from Stranger Things. He plays Steve. Oh, that's a good one. Because I figured, um, I know that he'd have to cut his hair, but I feel like he could play, like, a confident, like... You know what's funny is, I I didn't put him on my list, but I thought of that age, like, I put him as my Nelson. Oh, totally. I didn't say yeah. I... I'm not saying that's, that's one of my characters, but I thought of him as Nelson. It's an excellent choice. Yeah, because he plays a bully. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, typecasting, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, that's a good one. Let's go to <clears throat> my hardest one that I've done was Marge. Okay. Um, I want you to start there. Okay. I initially had one choice, which I don't know why, but it stuck in my head, was Emma Stone. Okay. Because she has a raspy voice. But then oh, I, I realized like that, that yeah. she'd be perfect for Cookie Kwan, because she... Always play stations. That's a good joke. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I landed on Jenna Fisher from The Office. Oh, I like that. I didn't think of her. Very motherly. Yeah. Very, like, I feel like her relationship with Michael Scott, she deals up. She deals with a lot of bullshit, and she yeah. just goes like, it's okay. We'll take care of it. Is uh, Steve Carell Homer Simpson? <laughs> that should be a good one. <laughs> Would be. Can we just do the All the Office cast? Yeah. Um... <laughs> I like the Jenna Fisher thing. That's great. Oh, before we continue, I want to talk about how I'm casting this too. Okay. I don't expect these actors and actresses to do the voices. Okay. I so don't want... Uh, is it a dubbing? No. Okay. They're just going to do voice. Like, Jenna Fisher can 
can just kind of talk like Jenna Fisher, but okay. she wants to put a little rasp to it, but I don't want her going like, right. oh, homie! Yeah. Right. She could do the catchphrase, like, she, you gotta hear her go, <clears throat> yeah. yeah. You need whoever's doing homework go, do, Bart doing Icarumbas and Lisa, Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to my room. Yeah. I don't need them to do voices. Right. That's, that's my basis, too. That's, yeah. That's They're not gonna hard. be painted yellow. They're gonna not be... Not like that one weird porn <laughs> from Should Guatemala we or that whatever. Episode? <laughs> Probably. Um, so that I, I I forgot to bring that on the beginning of it. So okay. yeah, yeah, I, they're not doing voices because it's it. Yeah, well, it, it would. It looks silly. Yeah, like it would look silly if yeah if Jenna Fisher was going now, homie. No, they could do a little boy. Yeah, right. Be themselves. This is live action. So that being said, this actress that I chose from March with hardest one. Um, she's an Australian actress, but she will Ooh. probably do American, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose Byrne is playing Marge in my... Interesting. Yep. I feel like she's, she's got a petite frame, just like Marge. I feel like, um, she gets that hair. I don't know. I just think of Rose Byrne. She also, comedy-wise, she could be in comedies. Mm-hmm. This is a comedic film. Right. She was in the, um, those movies with Seth Rogen, The Hangovers. No, yeah. The Hangover, The Hangover. What's that thing? No, not The Hangovers. What's that? The House Pratt movies. Uh, yeah. It's also like, I... House? No. What's that guy from? Seth Rogen. Oh, The Bad Neighbor. The Bad Neighbor. Bad na- I think it was Bad Neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> Does that sound right? I think so. I mean, she proves to play comedic, and she she's an actress, because, you know, I don't know, I think, I think that was my choice. Yeah. You gotta have something, someone British to bring up this, this production value. Pass so, it up. Rose Byrne is my choice for Marge. Okay. Now, here's my controversy for Homer. Oh, okay. I had chose three people. Wow. And the first one said, nope. After I thought of this second person. And then when I was doing my initial, like, research of, like, who would I want to be Homer, Mm -hmm. I chose someone else at the last minute today. Okay. Now, do I tell you who my first choice was? I feel like my choice is not as exciting, so let me say mine. Go for it. And so, I went with an actor who I think has a lot of range, and I think there have been talk, not about him doing this, but, like, in other polls when they've talked about doing a live action. So, I went with John C. Riley. I've seen that, too. And I understand that. But I think casting, like, the overweight guy type of thing is, is what you expect, right? Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, this this is supposed to be... Homer is obviously the lead of this movie. And you need someone who is a great comedic actor, but can deliver some dramatic scenes. Mm-hmm. And that being said, it might be controversial. You might not like it. Huh? Because... He's the choice to be everything these days. I chose Chris Pratt. Oh. Because he's been chubby in Parks and Rec. Right. So at Parks and Rec weight is probably what Homer is supposed to weigh. Yeah, 239 is not that big anymore. No. Um, Obviously, he's got the stubble. But he can play dumb, he, but he also play jerk ass. Yes, but he can also play sweet. Exactly. Wow, um, that's a really good choice. So I'm going with Chris Pratt. Do you want to know what my first choice was? I certainly do. I don't, want to, I don't know if I want to say it because I recast this actor hmm. into a different role. Okay, well, maybe we save that. We will say that. I sent you. I, I sent you a picture of my edit this day mm-hmm. uh, of today of who the my Homer was, and that was my first one because okay. I changed my yeah. mind after like the four hours. Yeah, I know. So you're talking about. I'm gonna stop. Okay. And I'm gonna say Homer Simpson is Chris Pratt. Okay. And here's a little bonus. Now Maggie's probably just gonna be played by a toddler. Right. But I thought this is gonna be a live action. It's gonna be a fun little you know hundred dollar hundred million dollar movie. How about we just make a, a $80 million CGI baby and cast Andy Serkis yeah. as Maggie Simpson? <laughs> I love it. He can play. Okay, so Maggie Simpson, Andy Serkis. Okay, so now before we move on to the creator Springfield, I had a thought. Go for it. Um, we are a podcast. 
For now. I spend most of my time listening to podcasts, much to the chagrin of my wife and everyone else in the world. Um, so I thought, what if some of the comedic podcasts that I enjoy, what if they were to do a reading of The Simpsons? All right. So I have the core Simpsons 4 as Simps- as uh, some of my favorite podcasts. People. Okay. So this so, is a little side note. Yeah. So for Bart, I thought Thomas Middleditch. Oh, definitely would be a great Bart, and um, so he could just you know have a lot of fun. You want to go it. with uh, Schwartz? I want I want him to I I had a lot of thought about him, and I want to put him somewhere. I'm just not sure where yet, so All we right. didn't cast him. Okay, but he would definitely be in this episode. So for Lisa, I thought Julia Prescott would be oh, good definitely. because yeah. she has that kind of maternal power, and but I feel like she's I know that both her and Allie are. Lisa's. Yeah. But I think that she's. We're she all was, Lisa's on this podcast. Absolutely. Too. But I think that she would like carry it the best. Uh, for Marge, I thought Lapkus could do. There you go. Great. I like it, yeah. Now, Homer. Or Lapkus. Yeah. Believe it or not, in the world of improv comedy in LA, there's a lot of fat guys who are kind of silly <laughs> and drink too much. But I thought Mike Mitchell, because he always does the old school season saying, one. I thought he was saying Gabrus. But... I thought about Gabrus. I thought about Gamberling. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I thought that Mike Mitchell would be. A lot of fun. So that's just a little that's side note. a little note. side. Um, I did a little thing, too, which I don't know if we want to save this for another episode, is take the actual voice actors on The Simpsons and put them in the live action as one of the voices they do. Um, I can... I'll just, I'll just tease you a couple here. Sure. So, for instance, in my live action uh, Simpsons movie, Mo Sislak will be played by Hank Azaria. Oh, yeah. I can definitely see that. So just actually have Hank. Weird-ass picture of Hank Azaria. <laughs> I found the weirdest one that actually makes it look like <laughs> Yeah, Mo. it does. Um, so that would be some, some something we could talk about in the future. But we did talk about how we're going to cast three other actors as three other roles in The Simpsons, uh, uh, the, the Springfield universe. Because we're. I feel like this could be like an ongoing thing. Yeah. Um, I have too many, but I want to bring up, um, our caterer, Heather, gave us some good ideas. Okay. And I'm going to mention hers in this. So, she cast Ned Flanders. Mm-hmm. And I teased this earlier, but Ned Flanders, if you ever watched Schooled, if you ever watched, uh, um, uh, uh, the Goldbergs, or even Son of Zorn. Huh. Tim Meadows is Ned Flanders because he plays a great dorky character. Wow. Yeah. Um, he's got the mu- he could get the mustache, yeah. put the glasses on him. Tim Meadows as a dorky character would work. Plus, Ned Flanders is supposed to be like in his late fifties or sixties, right? Mm-hmm. So that's a really interesting choice. I really like it. We, you know, we can change. I mean, The Simpsons. You know, obviously, it's, it was the obvious thing is that he, you know, he's an African American and Ned's not. But that's it doesn't matter too, cares, does yeah. it? But he plays such a good dorky character. That's I a just really see good choice. Tim Meadows just going highly holy neighbor and yeah. like Homer just being like a dick. Tim Meadows is so grossly underrated as an actor. Yeah. He's hilarious. But here's the comparison. So Maude Flanders is his wife, right? I chose someone who uh, Homer would oogle over. Mm-hmm. A little busty. Sure. A Miss Christina Hendricks. Oh, wow. Could you see those that two? That is amazing. I'm, I'm right now looking at the side yeah. by side. And I totally get it. Yeah. And Maude also, Ned is... can get it. Mm. <laughs> exactly. So, like... You can see like Homer's frustration of like, <laughs> look at look at Ned, Fl- this dorky guy. He's got Christina Hendricks as his wife. Yeah. So, I don't know if this is my my part of my three. Okay, no, I don't count that because that's her. That's our uh, intern Heather's was Ned Flanders. Um, and I had to throw on my mod. So yeah. maybe that is mine. But she also did bring up. Have you watched Red Do- uh, uh, Russian Doll? Oh uh, yeah. Okay. So 
This was her other idea too. Using she's gonna play both parts. Oh. Natasha Leone as Patty and Selma. Okay. Because she's got that raspy voice. Right. I think it would totally work. Totally. So that's that was her thing. It's an excellent choice. Yeah. Alright, so I'll let you continue. Alright, so I went a little heavy. I went with five. Oh, that's good. Um, so I'm gonna start it off with one that might seem controversial. Alright. Um, because one would assume that there's one obvious person to play this role. Yeah. Um, because he plays the role on the show. But uh, for Sideshow Bob, because I figure if you're going to do a live action, a Sideshow Bob would be a great plot point. Yep. And I know that everyone would say that, oh, Kelsey Grimer should play him. Of course. But he's getting on in age. Oh. He's weird and now calling him racist. Um, so I went with Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh, I like that. I figure that he could play, like, the fun kind of, like... And his voice. That's mostly what it is. Like he's Different, but similar. Right. Yeah. I like that. Um, and then, so, there's one for me. You got another one? I have a lot. Um, so, I'm going to do a, a, a duo here. I guess we're going to forego our, our only three characters. We've already <laughs> listed it. Live five, so... I've also... A lot of my choices have been former SNL people. <laughs> okay. Because I think where you where you getting your comedy from? Because um, this is gonna be a comedic movie, obviously. And it's mm-hmm. like the, the the standard is always SNL actors because these guys are also good at doing drama. Yeah, We've I do have them. an SNL character in my list as well. That's good. My main core, there's no SNL, but a lot of my side characters are all mostly SNL. Okay. So I'm going with Smithers and Burns. Now I figured I didn't want to have. I wanted to have. Smithers and Burns to be actually a comic, not team, but like, uh-huh. they work well together, because we've seen them work well together yeah. in previous things. So, I'm going to start with, um, you want Mr. Burns, you want Mr. Smithers? I really want Smithers. Alright, so my Smithers, now I know there's a lot of controversy now, like, if you're, because Smithers is, is gay, that a, a, a person that is gay should play a character that's gay, but unfortunately I cast a, an actor that's straight, a comedian actor, mm-hmm. mostly a comedian, as straight. Um, but he's going to play Mr. Smithers, and my choice for Mr. Smithers is John Mulaney. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow, that's very interesting. He's also one of my favorite comedians of all time. Oh, yeah. Um, huh. I now, I like that. We come to who's John Mulaney in love with is Mr. Burns. And Mr. Burns, based on facial features alone, we'll put a little age makeup on him, is the one and only... Bill Hader. Wow. I'll play Mr. Burns. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay, stop me. Um, because I have... Well, first of all, I have a Mr. Burns. I went age-appropriate. Okay. Um, and it's, now I, I want to kind of like just show that off just so I can get to my Smithers. Okay. Because uh, I don't have a Smithers. Um, so my Mr. Burns is one Mr. Donald Sutherland. That's a good choice, yeah. He's old. He's kind yeah. of got like... there's. Yeah. He's got the voice. He's He can be harrowing and evil. Right, right. Um, but my Smithers is also an SNL member, who you also mentioned. It is not John Mulaney. It is Bill Hader. What the hell? Yeah. That's funny. Oh my god, we did not rehearse this. No, I thought that he could play, like, his voice, and he could play, like, that kind of, like, that calm. But I felt like he could also do the Smithers voice. You're totally right. But I just felt that, like, he could play, like, that kind of, like, calm person. Yeah. Who has, like... So much desire and in him That's that hilarious. he represses. Oh, I like this. That yeah, guys, this is happening live. This is amazing. Yeah. Um, I go back to my uh, Burns because when I said earlier I wanted to cast an actor from The Simpsons that does the voice. If you look at Harry Shearer these oh, days, totally, he would still be Mr. Burns. Like he's he's older now. Like he would be a good Mr. Burns. But I just felt like I was trying to find my my Smithers and like 
I had an original plan of, of Harry Shearer as Burns, and I was like, because I wanted to do like, okay, well, I have to cast a gay actor to play um, Smithers, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson was in my mind. That's not bad. He would be good yeah, yeah. as Smithers. I also thought of Billy Eichner. I feel like you're wasting him, though, because... Because he's good at being loud. And... Right, he's he's so much person that... Yeah. Um, but that was... But then went with like, a good duo, and I just felt like uh, uh, Mulaney... Yeah, no, that's Hader really good. ...was, was my, my idea of... I feel like they, they would yeah. be good. Yeah. Um, all right, so continue. Okay, so for my Ned Flanders, I think this might be another popular opinion. Yeah. But I went where for uh, William H. Macy. Um, yeah, uh, but he'll be in jail. That's true. With his wife. And, yeah. And, and, and Aunt Becky. Well, I know that a lot of people, I didn't want to do it because it's too obvious, but people have talked about Brian Cranston. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I'm still with our intern, Heather, with the Tim Meadows. I think yeah, that that's a really hands. bold choice. It's really good. Besides, because like all the Simpsons, like there's mostly white people. Yeah. So, I'm sorry, yellow people, but right. throw in some... You know, and I just, I, I like the idea of Christina Henderson. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does that guy, this dorky <laughs> dude, get Christina Henry? Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought that watching The Simpsons, like, Maude is, like, hot. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, I know we're continuing on with a lot of ramble. Okay, so I do some I did some stunt casting. Okay. And I feel like Joe Montagna, just make him Fat Tony. Okay. Right? Yeah. Put him in there. He'll be that. Okay. I have an idea for... <laughs> Oh, there's a bunch here. Okay, who do you want? I got I got a Skinner, I got a Wiggum, I got a I got a Carl, I got a Lenny, I got a comic book guy, I got a Kent Brock. I kind of there's so many here. Wow. Yeah. Um, I do have a a Chalmers. So why don't you give me your Skinner? All right. This ooh, I could tease this because he was my first choice to play Homer. Oh no, my second choice oh, to play okay. Homer. But I chose him for a different role, and that was Skinner. All right. Um, which is good. Let's bring this up. I will show you the side by side of him as Skinner and as Homer. Okay. What do you want first, Skinner? Yeah. Jason Sudeikis. Okay. Oh. Which makes sense as Skinner. Same eyes. Yep. (laughs) But here's my side by side of him as Homer. Okay. Now, I wow, originally yeah. thought of Sudeikis as Homer because of the whole comic. Like, also, he's also a type of actor I bet he would, like, gain some weight. Yeah. To be Homer. Like, I feel like he could do everything that Homer can do. Yeah. But, and I thought Chris Pratt, and I just felt like he's also, a, he's a leading man these days. Right. Sudeikis, not so much. I mean, I love Sudeikis. Yeah, he's great. But you can't say, you you to sell this movie, you wouldn't say your star is Sudeikis. Right. Unfortunately, I love Sudeikis a, a lot. Right. But Chris I would Pratt, like to see him being this. Chris Pratt brings in money. Yeah. And so yeah, so Sudeikis is is my Skinner, but he wasn't my first Skinner because <laughs> I had to bump my first Skinner. You clearly put a lot of thought into Too this. Too much thought. My first Skinner was actually played by. Did I delete him? I might have deleted him. No, I didn't. Ed Helms. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, that is one that I really considered. So we have Ed Helms or Sudeikis as Skinner. All right. So for Superintendent Chalmers, you need a strong, powerful voice of reason. Yeah. Somebody could whip them into shape and not lash out too much. <laughs> Wait, was it was it Martin Sheen? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. It was... Because uh, he's the original Skinner. Previously mentioned... Uh, J.K. Simmons. Ooh. Oh, oh, it's Trump. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, That's a good one. Can you imagine him saying, Skinner? Like, it just works. That's funny. Yeah. No, that's good. I like that. Um, okay, so I talked about voice actors that are going to play. Um, I feel like we're, we're ruining a lot of, like, potential episodes to do this, <laughs> but this is too much fun. I feel like, I, I feel like the, the fans 
of the listen to this podcast would actually kind of like this. Cause yeah. I hope they're thinking like, ooh, I like this idea. I'm just going to cast uh, Grandpa and Jacqueline, Marge's grandmother. And for fan service, Jacqueline will be played by oh, Julia Cabner. Yeah, totally. So that's, Julia Cabner so, will play... That's a really sweet sentiment. I like exactly. that Exactly. And yeah. so that means Dan Castellana puts some makeup on him, he'll be Grandpa. Right. But I feel like Dan Castellana will also be crusty. Yes. I, I feel like just throw him in a couple roles. Right. Um, other than that, there's... I mean, we can tease... Some more of the characters. I, I kind of want to do my Lenny and Carl, but... You know what? I'll, I'll say that. Ooh, I want to do my Kent Brockman, because you would appreciate that. Maybe I'll, I'll do that off the air. Yeah. And we'll do another podcast. Right. But I just want to do my Crazy Cat Lady real quick. Okay. And then I have one more. Okay. We'll do my Crazy Cat Lady. Kate McKinnon. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> All right. Yeah, no, that's great. <laughs> this tap totally, Crazy so Cat good. Lady. Yeah. I love it. Okay. Okay, so there's been a lot of controversy over the years about a certain character and his voice and how they play them. So, I figure, let's right some wrongs, let's do it right. The voice of Apu, the character, will be played by Hari Kondabolu, the creator of The Problem with Apu. So that way, <laughs> you know, he talked about not having, like, having that character and it always being a problem with him, and, like, he made it, the movie about, you know, not having representation. So, let him just play it. He doesn't have to do the voice. He can just play a guy. Because if you ever heard him talk, he talks very... Like, he, he doesn't have much of an accent. He just talks like a dude. I mean... So you didn't cast, uh... Um... What's his name? Kumail Nanjiani. Nanjiani, <laughs> or, uh... Um... Even though he's not... <laughs> even though he's Greek, Jason Manzoukas? <laughs> I thought about... I was trying to find a... Place. I was trying to find a Jason Manzoukas. Me too. I thought about I that so much. Especially when I was doing my podcast. Like, I thought that maybe, you know... Actually, he wouldn't be a bad part. Like, oh, we're doing the adult... Like, yeah, I, I think... Okay, I think... I, I actually am enjoying this segment a lot. Yeah. So I think we need to come back in a later episode and do adult versions. Yeah. Um, Like, adult Barts and, you know, and then older... Because I, I said that, too. Like, if we were going to do, like, the 70s or the 60s version of mm-hmm. The Simpsons, like, like, Walt, like, I would actually get Walter Matthau to play either Abe in, like, the 80s or he played <laughs> Homer in the 60s, you know, yeah. just had that old... Had the original voice, you know, yeah. You know, hey there, boy, I'm cupcakes. cupcakes. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I I enjoy your list. Um, do we do we decide who who wins? Do we make this movie? Or? I I don't know. Like maybe we leave it up to the fans to decide. I'm I. Here's the thing: is like I feel like I got my kids right. Yeah. Um, I agree. I concur with you. Like I like my kids, but we'll put. I'll put these. Po- I don't. Know, are you going to make some edit of your characters or? Um, I'm going to stick with them for now, but I might think. I, might... I mean, like, are you going to make pictures and put? Them oh on yeah, Instagram? Exactly. Okay, so I'll I'll put mine on Instagram. We'll let's do it in a separate post. We'll do one post with mine, and then we'll do one post with yours, yeah. and then you guys can look at the pictures with the actors and the characters. Um, I'm just really proud of my. <laughs> the one that I'm really proud about is the Millennium hater. Yeah, that's but fine. It's funny that you got hater yeah. in there. Um, I do have. Is there one more that. No, we can say that for another time. Oh, okay. okay. Can I do one more? Sure, go for it. Actually, it's a give me character. Comic book guy. Okay. Do you have so, one for him? I do. Do you um, have Kent Brockman? I don't off the top of my head. Okay, but you have comic book guy. Yeah. Alright, we're going to end with this. One last final character. Okay, I'm sorry so, for giving up. I think that it kind of doesn't work now because he's lost a little bit of weight and it might not be like visually right, but I feel like he could do it. Right. But I feel like he is our country's comic book guy. You're a fan. Donald Trump. Yes. (laughs) No, um, I feel like he has so much respect and I think that if you... Oh, I know you're into. Okay, continue. 
I think that if you're going to play a character on The Simpsons, there's no better character for yeah. him to play. And he owns a comic book store. Yeah. It's Kevin Smith. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. To have him as a cameo or just as the comic Oh, that's pretty good. I went with something so out there in left field. I have enjoyed him in a couple movies. Okay. And it is legit stunt casting because, like, it's one of those things when you, you know when you're, like, reading the internet and, like, they say, like, so-and-so is cast in this movie as this character. Like, the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, that does not make sense. I literally did a, that does not make sense. Oh. Casting for comic book guy. The opposite of comic book guy in real life. Okay. Is my comic book guy. Because this guy, I, he's proven to be really good in comedic movies. John Cena is comic book guy. That is confusing. <laughs> it's confusing, yes. But I think the idea behind that is is the gag in the movie is that when you're watching like John Cena's the comic book guy, right? Like, no, he's like buff and ripped in mm-hmm. real life. I think I did it more just as a gag. No, I like it. It's... But I like your Kevin Smith thing way better. <laughs> that makes sense, but I just like the idea of John Cena just being like the because he's like, you know, He's, he's an attractive man. Like, right. Physically, he's an Adonis, yeah. right? So take that, and he's <laughs> comic book guy. Interesting. That was just my idea. It's a lot of fun. It's it's an interesting choice that would definitely be a surprise. Like, I yeah. feel like you wouldn't... It'd be a thing where you wouldn't mention it in it's, the trades. It's like Johnny Depp being in, like, these movies. Right, you like, just see it, and there's, like... Being, like, Johnny Depp in those Kevin Smith movies, right. like, Tusk and stuff like right. that. Like, like, it's weird. Is that fucking John Cena? Yeah, like, exactly. That's, my, like, that's the idea. Was that John Cena's comic book guy? Yeah. So, all right, I'll I'll leave it with that. Yeah, but this is definitely something we'll have to revisit. I think so. Fun, yeah. And I think the idea of like let's do the '80s version because like obviously there's like the '90s version where like John Goodman is going right. to be Homer Simpson. Yeah, I mean that was the thing with the Flintstones movie that kind of screwed up. Like Betty Rubble was like the hot was like the hottest. No, yeah. one of the hottest you know cartoon characters. Rosie O'Donnell cast Rosie O'Donnell's Betty Rubble. Really? Yeah, I think she just had the laugh and. Uh, that's in our other podcast, yeah. uh, Flintstone. We've talked a lot about the Flintstones today. Yeah. Right? More than anybody has in the past 40 <laughs> past, years. Uh, I'm sure they, they're due for a gritty reboot. Reboot. Yeah. But that being said, we'll reboot this podcast one of these days. Wait a minute, Steve. We don't know what we're watching next week. What are we watching Holy next week? Holy crap. Uh, we just have we too much fun. We need a wheel All right. of it, random. It came back from the shop. All shiny and new. All right, Steve, can you pull it out? No, 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 oh. no, no, no. Oh, wheel random. No, you're cock. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is the worst episode ever. <laughs> or is it the... Nope, it's the worst. Yeah. I've said but it's many... probably also the longest, so... Steve, stop talking about your cock. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, guys, we're back. <laughs> on radio. On morning radio. On morning radio. Hey, hey. Drive time here. Okay, Flush. Steve, let's roll the season wheel. We got season 20. Season 20. Um, which I'd never purchased on DVD because it doesn't have any special features. Hmm. Eventually, though, I think they'll get to it, right? They would have to. Yeah. Don't purchase season 20 on DVD, guys. It's just it's dumb. Probably the season's dumb, too. I don't know. Spin for the episode, Steve. <laughs> oh. Did you spin the episode wheel or season wheel? That's weird. It's episode 20. Oh. We are 2020, guys. I can see that clearly. All right. Um, this episode originally aired May 10th, 2009. The episode is titled Four Great Women and a Manicure. Lisa and Marge engage in a spirited debate at a nail salon. That's from the Google. 
Um, I'm guessing this is a uh, like a almost like a uh, not a treehouse, but it's three stories probably, right? Probably. Ah, son of a bitch. Oh, <laughs> oh god, those are so much work. We had so much fun this episode. I know this was such a great episode for us, <sighs> for you, the listener. Probably not, but uh, unless you like a lot of sexy talk, <laughs> not sexy at all. <laughs> a lot of side talk. Um, here's what Wiki says here. Uh, uh, what does the wiki say here? Um, it doesn't say much. I'm on the actual wiki. Screw All the right. wiki. I'm looking at the Simpsons wiki. Here we go. On IMDb, <clears throat> describes this episode as season 20, episode 20. <laughs> wow. You know what happens here is, uh, this is not going to be a fun episode. It's considered non-canon. Oh, so it is just like a story. do not relate to the series, therefore may not have, may not have happened or existed. Uh, a quadril... It's not even a treehouse of order. There's four stories. Oh, jeez. Featuring Simpsonized versions of history and popular cinema and culture. Selma stars as Queen Elizabeth I. Lisa stars as Snow White. And Marge stars as Lady Macbeth. Maggie is Howard Rourke in The Fountainhead. The Anne Rand classic. So, I feel like, um... As I don't remember this episode. No. But... Maybe it's a little ahead of its time. Could be. It deals with uh, all strong female characters. Seems a little progressive, which we're a fan of. Exactly. So, um, Jodie Foster plays Maggie Simpson in this episode. Huh. Um, you know what? I'm going to put... Uh, I feel like I, I wasn't ready for this, but maybe it's good. Could be good. I don't know. It, it seems interesting. All right. Well, yeah. I guess next week, guys, watch season 2020, season 20, episode 20. And if you see Hugh Downs, you're on <laughs> yeah. the wrong thing. Um, I'm sure you can get this episode on... Uh, FXX now. And uh, Apple and Amazon. Mm-hmm. And you can get the crappy DVD of season 20, which I don't purchase and I don't recommend you buying it because we're only two seasons away. You can actually buy it on, per- buy it on real DVD. That's right. Or Blu-ray. Um, so that being said, I guess uh, that's it for this week, everybody. I've been your half-host, Craig. And I've been your other half-host, Steve. Please email us at 138simpsons at gmail.com with any questions or queries. And rate and review us on wherever you get your podcast and follow us and talk to us on the socials at 138simpsons on Instagram and Twitter. And we'll see you next Thursday. Bye. Turn table.